Welcome to Wireless Millennial. I'm your host, Emmeline. Hello and welcome back to episode number five. Today we are going to be talking about something that I actually love, 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 love to talk about. We're talking about vacation locations. But to put a little twist on it, we're talking about disappointing location vacations or vacation locations. I don't know. It's kind of a tongue twister to me. But we're talking about places that people have been that they were pretty disappointed about it. And it's a place that they even recommend people not to visit or they give like a precursor to them. Be like, hey, just be prepared. It's not as great as everybody says it is or it was not great in our opinion. We definitely won't be back there. So let's jump right in. As a reminder, this is kind of a disclaimer that this is just people's opinions. It does not mean you shouldn't go to this place. Just a word of warning, and this is what other people's opinions are. I mean, some of my opinions are definitely mixed into these, but just keep in mind their opinions. Go ahead and check it out for yourself. You might have a completely different experience because, for instance, some of the places on this list, I'm like, you know, I know other people that love these places, but this person did not like this place. So just a heads up. So we're going to divide into two categories. We're first going to talk about stateside places, just places that are within the United States. And then we're going to talk about places abroad after that, just because my stateside places are a little bit more easy accessibility for people. But number one on my list was Chicago. The person was just stating there wasn't much to do there, which made sense to me because anytime I've ever seen anybody go to Chicago or talk about Chicago, the two things, the literally the only two things that are ever stated when it comes to Chicago is the Chicago deep dish pizza and the Chicago bean. Other than that, I don't know anything else anybody ever talks about Chicago. I mean, given I've never been to Chicago, I've never even looked up things to do in Chicago because I've never had like the kind of the opportunity to go there. There's other places I'd prefer to see over it. Obviously, it's not a place that if somebody came up to me and said, hey, here's a free ticket. You can go to Chicago for the weekend. I'm not going to be like, ooh, gross. No, no, thank you. No, I would still go and I would research things to do. But this one didn't surprise me that much because I don't know a lot of people that are like, oh, my gosh, I just took a vacation to Chicago. It was amazing. It's a must. You have to go. which I am not very surprised by. But this person did state, they said it might have just been their experience in Chicago, other things that were going on, but they just felt like there wasn't a whole lot to do in Chicago, which makes sense to me. Okay, number two on my list is actually, this one I'm a little bit sad to say because I know a lot of my people that are listening are from Utah. It's St. George. The person was just talking about how there's not a lot to do in St. George. It's just full of old people. It's not green. It's just Red Rock Desert. It wasn't a beautiful landscape for them, and it was just kind of disappointing, which, you know, I actually agree with them. I do not get the hype. I know during the winter months when everybody in Utah kind of like northern Utah will escape down to St. George for like sunshine and heat and all that stuff, and they love it down there. That is not me. I am not a vacationer to St. George, Utah. It is like I'm not fascinated by the Red Rock. I know people are like, oh, like I have some friends whose parents own uh properties down there. Shout out to Amber. But you know, it's just not my cup of tea. I prefer greenery, all that jazz. But I also think I've kind of had a humble cup of tea is that I was at work and I was taught they were all gabbing because obviously we can kind of hop on planes whenever we want at work through my job. We always talk about everyone's upcoming vacations because everybody takes like 20 vacations a year at my job. And a lot of them were talking about like, oh, where should I go? Where should I go? And I brought up the Utah National Parks and I brought up, oh, just stay in St. George and you can go to Zion's or you could even 
go to Bryce Canyon. And I started pulling up pictures. I've got to tell you, everybody was in awe. They were like, wow, St. George is so beautiful. I want to go to St. George, Utah. Wow, St. George. And I was just kind of sitting there laughing because I'm like, oh my gosh, I just do not get the hype behind St. George at all. But these people were like, okay, next vacation, we're going to fly into Las Vegas. We're going to drive up to St. George. We're going to go to Zions National Park. And they were just loving it. They were eating it up. And they were like, wow, you're so lucky you got to go here so much. And I'm like, okay, all right. I don't, I don't catch the hype wave, but good for you. Good for you. All right. Next on my list is just below St. George. And it's not Vegas. It's actually the city of Mesquite, Nevada which this one I actually do agree with. My in-laws, they have a place in Mesquite. I mean, uh, it's kind of like a grimy version of Vegas, except filled with like kind of grimy, but like just old people of Vegas. The person that talked about Mesquite, they just said it's ugly, hot, filled with old people, smoking, and it's not glamorous like Vegas. It's nasty, and they don't have cool casinos like Vegas. They don't have cool shows like Vegas. It's just a gross, small version of Vegas. So, and that one, I actually agree with a lot. Mesquite is very much a disappointment. Don't get the hype. I mean, there's not really a hype. I just know there's a couple people that I know that have, um, like their winter properties in Mesquite. And I just think, wow, out of anywhere else in the world, you could be, you picked Mesquite. Not, not for me. Not one bit, not one bit, but that's okay. That's okay. To each their own. That's why I put the disclaimer at the top because there's some people I know that they live there during the winter and they love it. It's their place definitely not my cup of tea. Alrighty, next on my list, and this is the one that I actually had three people confirm to, which made me really sad because this is a place I actually really want to visit. And it was like definitely on my list of, okay, how could I get to this airport? How could I get to this city? I definitely want to go. And it was the city of New Orleans. And I was so sad about it because this one really is on my list of someplace I really want to go. And the general consensus for New Orleans was that it was really dirty, really expensive, not a lot to do besides eat and drink. And then they also stated that they felt that it had never really recovered from Hurricane Katrina, that they have a massive homeless problem and that the city's just really, really run down. And they said the streets are filthy. And the other word of warning they said is if you are going to go, go during a festival. But the precursor to that is that if you're going during a festival, be prepared to be surrounded by drunk people, be prepared to have lots of traffic, cops everywhere, just a lot of chaos. Another thing somebody stated just because, you know, New Orleans is a big drinking town. I grew up around a lot of people that don't drink, not drinkers. And so they said, if you're not a drinker, New Orleans is just like not a vibe. It's not a place to go because it's just not the best. Like they said, kind of drinking mass, how disgusting the city is. I kind of feel like a little bit the same way about Vegas, but I digress. I still like Vegas, but you know what I'm saying? And so when you're not drinking and you're just sitting there observing the city, it's just not as pretty. It's kind of gross. So that one made me pretty sad because I've always wanted to go there and kind of experience, you know, like Pirates of the Caribbean kind of life and eat some beignets and maybe even Princess and the Frog kind of life and maybe go on a ghost tour. But I definitely was a little bit bummed about this one because I've always wanted to go to New Orleans. It's definitely on my list. But now at least I know there's a little bit precursor that I should be prepared for it to be kind of a gross town. So good to know. Good to know. 
Alrighty. So after New Orleans, the next one that was brought up, which this was another place I really wanted to go to, but I'm curious kind of with this one, is they were talking about Niagara Falls. They said the falls are really, really cool. Awesome. But once you're done with the falls, there's not a lot to do. It's a really, really rundown city. They said the hotels are pretty gross and they're really expensive for what you're paying to get in Niagara Falls City. They say also that the taxes there are pretty high or just that they up prices on everything. They kind of put in quotes. They said, is it like a Niagara Falls tax? And they said everything was just really, really expensive, which I have heard the precursor that if you are going to go to Niagara Falls, you actually want to go to the Canadian side looking into the falls. I've heard the American side is not as great of a viewpoint. I've heard that if you ever see pictures of Niagara Falls, they're always taken from the Canadian side. They're never taken from the U.S. side. So I am curious if maybe it's better also on the Canadian side. Also, just because Canadians are awesome. But I do wonder, though, if maybe the Canadian side is a little bit cleaner, a little bit more affordable, all that kind of jazz. So this one, I still really do want to go see Niagara Falls. I kind of want like, you know, the Pam Jim moment, maybe like John, I can't remarried, you know, at Niagara Falls, like the office, but it did kind of put things into perspective because, you know, I don't really know a lot of people that go to Niagara Falls and they spend days there. It's like a one day thing. And even this person, when they messaged us, they said, just go see Niagara Falls and leave. They said, there's nothing else to do in the city. There's no point in planning a whole vacation around Niagara Falls, it's like a one and done get out kind of situation, which makes a lot of sense, you know, give or take. So I think that one is a really, really good thought, thought. And then I was going to finish up with the last one is actually my pick for the United States. And I was really, really bummed with this city. I, you know, I don't know if it was just because the time I went to the city, but everybody else I've talked to since then is like, Oh, yeah, that city's like an absolute trash heap. Like, do not go there. It was Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon was such a disappointment to me because I'm obsessed with Oregon. I love Oregon. Like, just normal Oregon, absolutely beautiful. I love it. I love it. Their coastline, what a dream come true. But Portland, Oregon, absolute dumpster fire. Such a trash heap. I also do want to state, though, the one time I've been to Portland, the one and only time I've ever been to Portland, Oregon, was during the rioting of 2020. John and I had escaped during September 2020 to kind of go on like a coastline road trip. And we were like, hey, I really want to try Voodoo Donuts. I've never had them before. They also have a really cool ice cream shop called Salt and Straw. I really wanted to go to Portland. I wanted to see how cutie it was. I'd seen people do like little weekend vacations to Portland. So I was like, well, heck, I want to go to Portland, Oregon. So we get there. This is during all the police rioting. Super crazy. We decided we were going to go really kind of early in the morning, like maybe like 9 a.m. to Portland, because by that point, the rioting would have kind of slowed down. The rioting really picked up in the afternoons to evenings. So we pull in and there's literally just smoke everywhere. There was smoke everywhere from the like fires from the night before. There was homeless people everywhere like everywhere there were tent cities just homeless people covering the whole city it was just a really big disappointment and I was really sad about it of course we went and got my food that I wanted to try but honestly we were in and out of Oregon I mean we were in and out of Portland really really fast just because I was very thoroughly disappointed with Portland and I heard this saying once and it said 
Portland, Oregon is a third world country within a first world country, which I completely agree. That city was an absolute dumpster fire. Literally everything was on fire. They were like smoking ashes when we went through. But I always thought like, oh, maybe it's just because we went during, you know, rioting and absolute chaos. But I've talked with other people that talk about Portland and they're like, no, Portland's like an absolute crap hole. Like it's not a great city, which... Uh, yeah, it was it was a huge disappointment. Like I had kind of dreamed of going there. I thought it'd be so cutie, lot like all the rest of Oregon, and it was just definitely not up to hype at all. So just keep that in mind if you're thinking about going to Portland. The rest of Oregon, absolutely fabulous, so beautiful. Highly recommend the rest of Oregon, but I would just do a big old hip skip right over Portland. What a waste of time. Alrighty, next we're going to be jumping into our international disappointing vacation locations. This one, I honestly, I had only a few people talk about international and they're all within Europe. So we're just going to be jumping into Europe section. Um, even my most disappointing one is also Europe. So we're just going to be hanging out in the Europe one just for a heads up or a precursor. So right off the bat, this person talked about how it was actually one of my old mission companions. Hello, Sister Macmillan. But anyway, we were, she was talking about Europe. So she did a big tour to Europe and she was talking about how she had over romanticized it. She was so excited to go. But when she got there, it was really, really dirty. It was a lot dirtier than what she thought. She said it was extremely overcrowded. It was just a bigger disappointment. And she felt bad because she'd over romanticized it in her head that it was going to be this big old beautiful place. But in the end, it was just dirty and overcrowded. So she put that as like a precursor just for Europe in general, but I'm going to divide it up a little bit. I had another person talk about London and they did a precursor. They just said, I don't know if it's just because I came from another really, really pretty place in Europe before I went to London. So that's why it was a disappointment or just London was a disappointment in general, which just what made me sad because London's literally in my top three places I want to go see in my lifetime. So... I'm taking this one as a precursor because I'm still going there and I have a goal to eat, drink a cup of tea right in front of Buckingham Palace and I'm going to make it happen. But this person just talked about how London was super touristy, expensive. They said taxis and transportation was just really, really expensive. So just kind of keep that in mind for next time you are kind of thinking about London, which that's another thing I was going to bring up. So even London, I was looking at it, plane tickets into London are always more expensive just because their airports have such insanely high taxes. So when you're flying into a country, you're not taxed. But when you fly out of the country, the country will tax you basically leaving said country. So for me, even though I fly standby for free, when I fly into London, it is a cost. But when I leave London, London taxes like crazy. So I have a lot of coworkers. They'll talk about how coworkers or like other airline people I talk to, they won't even fly out of London because their taxes are like two, $300 getting out of like Gatwick or um, Heathrow. They will literally go over to like Ireland or Scotland and fly out of there because the taxes are so much smaller, which that's something I never even thought of was, okay, London just naturally is going to be an extremely expensive city just because of how much they're taxing people. So just keep that in mind for next time. Um, all right, the last one on my list. This is the one that I was so sad about because I am definitely an over-romanticizer for everything. Like, I mean, New York's a disgusting city, but I love New York. I always talk about um, like how when I go to New York, I just have like such 
cone vision. I'm trying to think of the right word, but where I just zone in on only the beautiful parts. And I, <laughs> I think, think to myself, I'm like, see, but John would focus on that literal dumpster right there or the homeless man taking a poop right there or something like that. But that's definitely, I over romanticize London, but my, or Europe, but definitely my biggest disappointment with Europe. John and I did a big Europe trip right before COVID happened. We spent um, a couple weeks over there, two weeks, and we went to the Netherlands, we went to Belgium, we went to France. And out of that whole trip, the one I was the most disappointed by was Paris. Paris, I just felt like, you know, yeah, the city's dirty, you know, whatever, no big deal. Like I, I lived in China. They also are a little bit dirty. I love New York. New York's dirty. But what I was so disappointed by were the Parisian people. They were so rude, so unbelievably rude. They just didn't want anything to do with you. They would have like these scowls on their face. Anytime we got on their subway system, they would just look at us and stare at us, which yes, I have a, I'm blonde, not naturally. And so I just stick out like a sore thumb and, you know, we got there and I'm like, why is everyone being so rude to us? I just, I couldn't get it. And then finally I like looked up on YouTube and I'm like, why are people in Paris being so rude? And they literally, there's all these YouTube videos on never wear jeans when you're in Paris because they're going to judge you. Never wear athleisure. They will know you're American. They'll be super rude to you. Never wear baseball caps. They'll be super rude to you. Never wear tennis shoes. They'll know you're American. They'll be super rude to you. And I was just like, great. I only brought tennis shoes and jeans and baseball caps. And so I just felt like while we were there, John and I just kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. They weren't very nice to us. And I also want to state too, we left Paris. We went out just to other parts of France and the people were so kind, so welcoming, so sweet. We never had any issues with anybody else in France in general. It was just when we were in Paris, people were so rude. And I, it was kind of interesting because I felt like John kind of had you know, cone vision on where he was like, this place is great. This place is wonderful. And for me, I'm like, do you not see how rude these people are being to us? Like, it's it's not like I'm saying, oh my gosh, be so nice to us. It was just like verbally, they were literally like so rude. Like I walked into a bakery and I wanted to get some food and, you know, I'm using like super broken French trying to order some French pastries. And the person just looked at me and they were like, if you can't speak French, then don't try it all. And I was like, okay, I'll take one baguette, please. Like (laughs) I was just so over it. And then it also kind of made it hard for the trip because I was so scared to go into restaurants to order food because I'm like, they're going to be so rude to me. So I can't even tell you how many food stand chocolate crepes we had because I was so scared to go into restaurants and just be like, they're going to be rude to me. They don't want us here. Why am I even here? La 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 la. So Paris was a little bit of a disappointment to me. But, you know, now that COVID's happened and we've all been stuck inside for so long, I actually am willing to go back. When we left Paris, honestly, for like the first year or two, I was like, I have no desire to ever go back to that place ever again, which John was pretty surprised about because keep in mind, so, you know, different people go to these places and they have different experiences. So John, 
my husband, he um, lived in the Netherlands and he would do business within Paris. So he would go down there for business and he super over romanticizes Paris because when he would go there for business, you know, they would take taxis places and he would go with somebody that was from the Netherlands. So they didn't hate him. He was from the Netherlands and they would, you know, go eat at really nice restaurants. And John always talks about, he's like, I had the best duck of my life when I was in Paris. And for me, I'm like, hi, we're broke. We're eating chocolate crepes for everything. And people are being rude to us. And so Paris was just not really high on my list. So So as a reminder, I just went over a few different items today talking about some places stateside, some places international. This does not mean that you should never travel to those places. This does not mean that you should not like those places. My thought more or less with this is just take it with a grain of salt. You kind of have a little bit more information about these places. You know what places that people have gone to, they maybe didn't have great experiences in and that they were disappointed by them. And so you can kind of take that into account for when you go. Like for instance, I still really want to go to New Orleans. I'm going to go get a delicious, delicious, I forgot the name of it, but you know the donuts that have, is it beignet? Yes, that have like the delicious powdered sugar on the outside. Yeah, I'm still going to go to New Orleans and I still want to do a ghost tour there. But now I have a precursor that it's probably going to be a really dirty city full of a lot of drunk people and homeless people. So taking that as a precursor. But as a reminder, thank you guys so much for listening today. And I will catch you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to Wireless Millennial today. I had a lot of fun hanging out with you guys. As a reminder, don't forget to rate, subscribe, review, and share with friends. And I'll catch you guys next week on Wireless Millennial.